It's show 20 of the Rim Pro Report. Today's show, Jim Teske of Record Max and the Industry News. Fire up the Twitter machine. It's tweeting time. Get ready for real comedy fun. Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Report, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim Support Services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. Mm-hmm. This show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. I want to welcome you to the show this week. Thanks for coming by. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. And apparently Dave Letterman has uh, chosen to join us in the studio today. Thank you, Dave, for being here. Hey, it's November. Halloween's done, and that's a good thing. And so are the midterm U.S. elections. We'll see what that means. Uh, It seems to have had a significant impact. For our Indian listeners, happy Diwali. There are all kinds of things going on in the world, and I suspect in your world as well. And and on bottom line, I'm grateful that you take time out of your busy and full life to listen to us here on the Rim Pro Report. I don't know how you're listening if you're coming to the Rim Pro Report website, if you're downloading to your iDevice, if you're downloading to your Microsoft device. I just got myself a fairly new uh, Droid X, and I can actually download it to my Droid now. So uh, it's it's so cool to be able to use technology, and I hope you're using technology so you can listen to this in the car, wherever you're driving, whatever you're doing. I'm looking forward today to chatting with Jim Teske, president of Record Max. I, uh, Jim has been a longtime industry insider, someone who's done a lot of different things. And uh, as president of Record Max, he's got some cool things to say. So we'll dial him up in a few minutes. And we're going to check out the industry news as well. No, I'm not talking to you. No, no, hey, hey, I'll run the show, all right? Huh? You, you just sit there and be entertained, okay? <laughs> Excuse me, I snapped for a minute. Yeah, David, uh, you know, you you try and run things a lot, and I I know you're funny and all, but okay, back off, back off. Uh, This this issue of snapping, um, I think many of us in our own lives, we kind of get to those places where we get frustrated, and I know I've talked to a lot of people in the last few weeks, and I hear a lot of frustration, uh, struggling with client acquisition, with marketing, uh, dealing with employee issues. Um, you, you've got to buy new products, and you're not quite sure how to do that. The, the the implications of the investment in that are difficult. Banks just aren't loaning. Uh, shred equipment's acting up. Uh, your clients aren't paying. Any other number of the many things that cross your plate that can mess with your days and can make you snap. And and I sometimes hope this show can be a small diversion for you. But you know what? I, I've been thinking a lot recently. And, and there's this whole concept that is what you think about and focus on tends to grow in its reality in your world. So if all you think about is the bad economy and how bad the economy is, you tend to set yourself up for creating a bad one for yourself. If you spend all your time and energy focused on how terrible things are in the world, that's what seems to show up in your life. Terrible things start happening. And and I think you know this. 
Uh, so if you spend all your time focused on that, the cycle just kind of increases. Strangely enough, if you watch news on a regular basis and you just hear what the people on the news do, they tend to feed the negativity cycle. After all, that's what pays the news network's bills, is delivering not good news, but typically fairly depressing news. That's what kind of keeps people listening. And... I guess I've discovered that when you focus on that all the time, when you let that be the major form of input in your life, you tend to repeat it a lot. So I want to create a tiny little movement in opposition to the negativity cycle, especially just in our little rim services world, of something better to focus on. See, I believe that if we focus on the great stuff and the great stories, the great moments, then we tend to get more of them in our lives. So this is what I want you to help me do. I want you to simply let me know and let us know about the good things that are happening in your world. Do you have a simple yet great story that happened to you with a client, how you solved a problem for them, how you did a cool thing that helped to make a difference in their world? Success stories. You bought a new truck. You added a new building. You added new rack. You launched the new service offering. You got a new client. You hired a great new staff person. I don't know. You launched the new website. All great news stories. All great success stories. And you know, sometimes it's not these big monster ones that make all the difference. It's the collection of little things, little success stories that really uh, make a difference. So my goal is to build a huge repository of cool success things that are happening in this industry, in our little world, and I want us to share it with each other. And to make it really simple, uh, I want to, on our website, rimproreport.com, I've added a place at the top of the page. It just says success stories. And if you go to that page, and on that page you're going to find a simple form uh, near the bottom of the page, depending on how many people have filled it out so far, near the bottom of the page, you're going to find a simple form that says your name, your email address, your website, and oh, by the way, I'm going to give you a link juice here for your SEO efforts. Put that in there, and then just tell me in a simple sentence, or tell us, because it's going to post to the site, tell us the cool things that are happening, the success stories that are happening in your world. And so when you are feeling like you're facing an uphill battle, when collections are creeping up to 90 days and it's hard to get moving, uh, or you're having employee issues, or any of the other myriad of stuff that tends to get us down and causes us to snap some days, you'll have a place you can go where you can just read the success stories of people that are doing cool things in this industry. And I know that when you do that, you tend to get uh, re-energized and revitalized. So... Please, please, please send, uh, think about those and as quickly as you can, come to the RimProReport.com website, go to the success stories page and add your success story. We can't wait to hear from you. This is a very, very exciting. I know, I know, Dave. It's incredibly exciting. And I, I am excited to, to just sort of spearhead this. I want us to hear the cool stories from this industry, the success stories, and to share them. But, you know, I, I think first we need to go to the industry news. So why don't we get over there and uh, let's look at what's actually happening in the news this week. I read nine newspapers a day. 
Well, that's uh, all very good, Mr. Letterman, but uh, most of this stuff isn't showing up in the newsletters. So, hey, here's here's some things happening this week. PRISM just announced their election results for the 2011 candidates, and uh, Chris Pearson from Vanguard Archives in Chicago will be uh, the acting president for 2011. Uh, company director, uh, the large company director, will be Nathan Campbell from Recall. In addition, the following directors were elected to at-large board positions. Rob Alston, who we just had on the show a couple of weeks ago from Access Information Management. Tom Dumez from Kent Records Management. And that's great because he's also been on the show. I guess we've missed uh, getting Diane Slack, who was also elected from Midwest Record Storage. We'll need to get her on. But congratulations to all of these uh, candidates who were elected uh, to the 2011 Prism Board. Way to go. Uh, great, got a great little note from Mike Coakley about a success they had at um, Coakley's Secure Data Services in Milwaukee. And these are one of those things that, that I think we should post to the success stories part of the RIMPRO Report site. Seems that the Patrick Cudahy meat packing plant just outside of Milwaukee went up in flames and burnt for more than 72 hours. Once the fire was deemed under control, the first people through the door with the Patrick Cudahy IT staff were the C.H. Coakley Secure Data Services team. It just goes to prove how critical the work that we do in our lives is. So congratulations to um, Mike Coakley's team there at uh, Coakley Secure Data Services. Hey, this is interesting. 86% of IT professionals are still relying on paper records despite impending government mandates and other regulations requiring updates to electronically stored information. Furthermore, 51% of respondents noted that they are very reliant on paper records despite the availability of reliable data management and email archiving solutions. Uh, it, it, it amazes me, and I find this just with books. I, I have capacity uh, to read books online, and I've got a pa- capacity to do a whole lot of stuff just on my computer. But what I discover is sometimes I just love the paper part. So it continues to prove itself out even in the IT field that IT people love paper as well. Hey, this is cool. Uh, Anders Technology have announced that they've been working with UPS Logistics Technologies to develop an integrated application linking the uh, RoadNet Anywhere uh, software with ASI's VeriShred and VCK SQL software. Under this partnership, ASI customers have access to the RoadNet Anywhere uh, software, UPS's UPS Logistics Technologies, uh, route planning and GPS tracking software that provides a lot of helpful returns to the small and medium-sized record centers and shredding operations that are using it. So congratulations to ASI and uh, Scott and the team there for uh, bringing that to market. Data Killers has announced that it has opened three new locations. The company headquartered in Washington, D.C. now has new locations in Chicago, Sacramento, and Dallas. So congrats to Elizabeth Wilmot and the team at Data Killers. And for those of you getting ready for the ARMA conference this coming week in San Francisco, much success. I hope that it becomes a very, very good show for you. And uh, yeah, I hope you have fun there. I would love to join you, but I'm not going to be able to. You know, it must be obvious to even the most casual observers that I get the answers to life's difficult questions from the screaming voices in my head. Yeah, well, we always knew you were a little bit off, Dave, but thanks for bringing that up during the news. I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So, um, 
yeah. If you have any news, I'd love to hear from you. And as I said earlier, I would love if you've got really cool success stories to share them with us on the success stories page on the rimproreport.com website. I'm going to see if I can get Jim Teske on the line. Just give me a second. As I said earlier, I'm pleased to have Jim Teske on the line. Jim is president of Record Max. Jimmy, there. I'm here. Hey, Jim. Welcome to the Rim Pro Report. Thanks for spending some time with us today. I appreciate the fact that you've got a lot on your plate, but uh, I really wanted to chat with you about uh, what's going on in your world. Um, you've got a long and impressive history in the rim service industry. Tell us briefly about the pathway you've taken to get to where you are today. You know, uh, like everybody, when I was a little kid, I... I I wanted to be in the record storage business. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, no, I kind of fell into it like a lot of folks. I uh, started my career working for law firms and got thrown into legal, legal administration, so ended up being in charge of records for a couple major law firms in Los Angeles. And so that, I think, helps me in having the customer's perspective. I uh, went on to work for um, a uh, records management firm in Los Angeles, uh, from there, ended up moving to O'Neill Software, uh, where I was fortunate to work with a lot of record storage companies around North America, uh, giving me just a you know a, a great kind of global view. Yeah. And then um, and then uh, went down to a, a firm in South Florida, where I got involved in some uh, mergers and acquisitions work, uh, which is you know great in analyzing uh, you know, small businesses and, and how people. Uh, have built their uh, their records management companies, and uh, then started a franchise operation, which was not tremendously successful, but taught me a lot about entrepreneurship. And then, uh, you know, formed a relationship with Bob Lloyd at Record Max about uh, about uh, three and a half, four years ago. Wow! So that that history. Um, and I, I think it's different than a lot of people I talk to. A lot of people have come into this industry, yes, in somewhat in somewhat haphazard ways, but you you've had such a rounded view from, as you said, the customer perspective, being a customer of record centers, uh, selling software to the record center industry, and now actually managing a multi-facility uh, operation. Tell us. So tell me a little bit more about Record Max. What's Record Max all about? Uh, well, um, basically, um, Bob and Ted Lloyd, uh, two brothers over in Jackson, Mississippi, um, owned that operation. Bob started it uh, a dozen years ago or more, and uh, he comes out of the storage business and the real estate business. Um, Bob and I partnered up in um, early 2007, uh, uh, primarily to acquire a few companies. And you know, bring them under the Record Max brand. Uh, I'm fortunate to, uh, to to run all four operations. Which uh, uh, you know, I love coaching a team. I never wanted to be Michael Jordan, but I'd love to be a great Phil Jackson. Okay. So you know, coaching and managing and and putting a strong moral compass on a business uh, is very very fun. Very cool. So you have how many facilities? You're you're running four. You said right. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so um, that that in itself is a, a a different way of looking at it. So many people are sort of working off of one, or they have 
you know, tons of them, you're, you're kind of in that interesting zone of, of not 10 to 15 sites, but not one either. Um, and not necessarily all completely close to each other. It sounds like you spend a lot of time on the road. Oh yeah. I spend probably more times in my, more time in my car than hotel rooms. Really? <laughs> so, so, uh, the, the, um, the record max history, I, I know, um, a couple of years ago, you guys had a tornado hit. Tell me a little bit about what happened there. Uh, it was April 1st, uh, although it was not a Fool's Day uh, joke. Uh, I got a call from Bob about 1 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Uh, uh, in his, not his most calm demeanor, which he normally is, saying that uh, they had just hit, been hit by a tornado, and I believe it was uh, about an F2 tornado. Wow. And it ended up um, doing some pretty heavy, heavy damage to, uh, to one of our buildings. The Jackson campus has uh, multiple buildings on it. One is the storage of uh, private uh, private goods, but the other two are uh, our record storage operations. One of them had a very small problem. The other one had a significant problem. Literally, it ripped about um, a third of the roof off and caused significant damage to that building. Wow. So probably um, what I learned the most through that was that, um, uh, you know, one, the challenges of just moving... Uh, about 110,000 cube twice, because we basically had to empty that that facility. It was it was it was the original building that Bob started in over there, so we had to empty that building. Uh, we had to, uh, um, you know, uh, lease temporary space, which all had to be shelved out. Then we had to build a new building, and then move everything back. So that created some logistical challenges. But I think. What it taught me most is the importance of great communications. You know, one of the things that is a key part of our disaster recovery plan now is a current email distribution list for about the thousand customers we serve in, in six states. Uh, because that the, the Monday, we, we were actually very blessed that the um, that the event happened on a Friday. Wow! Because it gave us the weekend to kind of get back together, and then we started calling customers Monday morning. And you can only make 350, 400 phone calls so many times without it just being a tremendous burden on your time. Oh, yeah. So we called everybody personally and then had regular email communications with all of our customers following the event. And I think uh, we came out stronger than ever before. And did you have those emails in place before the event happened? No, we had a lot of them, but that was probably our biggest fault is that um, when we started calling people, uh, it it was a process of, that gave us that gave us an opportunity for the folks that we didn't have get their email address at that time, oh, and yeah. then we've made it a part of our regular practice to make sure we constantly have updated email communication lists for all of our customers, which is great for keeping in you know God forbid you have this kind of event in the future, but it's also very beneficial for marketing purposes, general uh, customer communications, special offers, uh, even email surveys of the of the quality of our services. Yeah, so there's there's more reason than disaster recovery on, on that particular issue, but it became in you know a critical element for you during the disaster. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the 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 lessons of learning a, a, of moving 110,000 cubic feet. What were there any lessons that came to you in that particular process? Uh, have people with strong backs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, no, not necessarily, Tom. I, I actually dealt with that back in the late '80s, where we had a um, where we moved a facility for a company called Lion Records Management, 
Um, it might have been early 90s, but uh, I'm getting older. My memory fails. Yeah, uh, I understand. Large, large logistical moves um, I've handled a number of times. Uh, I, I think this one was um, a little bit challenging, most because there were some structural issues with the building we were moving out of, and I think that created frustration on our side as well as on the customer side. If, if, if large concrete blocks are unstable over your head, uh, the insurance companies won't even let you enter the building. So uh, anyway, I, I don't think we learned a ton about moving a lot of records other than have really good software that allows you to audit before the process, during the process, and after the process. Did you lose many records during that, that thing? Uh, well, you know, again, records are never lost. They're locationally challenged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't, uh, I, I, we didn't, you know, our, our primary problem was some of the boxes up at the top of the building where the roof was removed. Yeah. Uh, we had some, you know, frankly, you know, some of the lids, uh, popped off and, and we lost some of the, some of the records at the very top. At least we believe that to be the case. Um, you know, we, uh, we, any of those records that were in question, we pulled and staged for our customers at no charge and they came down and inventoried them. Uh, so I'm not sure that um, you know we lost any critical information or customers did, but that was certainly a concern. Uh, you know, we had box tops fly off, so yeah. you always worry about the contents of a box right. if a box if a top comes off. Yeah. Uh, but as far as lost, there were out of that 110,000 cube or so, there were about we were very fortunate because we had great contractors come in literally on a Saturday morning uh, and wrap these giant plastic tarps around the exposed areas. Uh, the, um, therefore, the records were protected from the elements. We had armed security on campus uh, to, to maintain um, you know, uh, the integrity of, of our clients' records from an you know, intrusion standpoint. And because uh, we lost power for for about a week, oh, well, wow. about three or four days actually, until we had large generators on site. Wow! Um, but uh, there were ultimately uh, about 500 cubic feet that were affected by moisture. Those were moved into actually on that next day, on that Saturday, we had two trailers from KLLM uh, that were delivered freezer trailers. Yeah. Because when records yeah. get wet or the politically correct term is affected by moisture. Uh, you have to put them into freeze. You have to freeze them right away yeah. so that they're so you to prevent mold growth. So I had a friend in the uh, transportation business that had two trailers delivered to us um, almost immediately uh, that Saturday morning. We got everything into cold storage. Uh, we then distributed lists to the affected customers of those records, and uh, about 250 the customers chose to destroy, which we did for free, and about the other 250 cube, we had freeze-dried through BMS Catastrophe in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, All right. shipped there, shipped back, and then um, if any of the boxes were curled or whatever, we reboxed them for free. Wow. So, that I mean, that's that's significant uh, in terms of what what you accomplished given the, the, um, the potential disaster that could have occurred. Way to go. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I think it was a combination of having... You know, when you're around for a long time, I was just very, very fortunate to have a lot of friends that, that you know, we, we have a disaster recovery plan. I think we got kudos from our customers and from even folks like BMS for the quality of our um, disaster recovery or business continuity plan. I'm now, I'm now the recognized uh, prison speaker on, 
on business continuity and disaster recovery. Well, you've, I think you've, uh, uh, you, you, you've pushed Steve Richards off the podium somehow. Well, no, Steve is still the guy, and in fact, Steve, uh, Steve is the head of the disaster response team for Prism International. Although yeah. I do serve on that committee. Well, because you're apparently he he told us that you're 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 only allowed on that committee if you've actually gone through it. Right. Yeah. It, 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 so, in other words, nobody wants to be on that right. committee. I don't want on that committee. Please keep me off of it. Right. <laughs> okay, so we could talk all day about that, but I, I'm I'm interested in a couple other things. Um, you're, you've, you've got an interesting perspective, as we've already mentioned, and this industry continues to evolve and change at a rapid pace. Granted, it's still boxes on shelves and it's still, you know, a number of the other core things, but we keep evolving. What's on the horizon for you guys? What are you seeing as the, the you know, where, where this is all heading? What, what are some of the sort of future things on your plate that you're looking at? I would say principally... Uh the digital world and changes in the healthcare environment, and although those, those are uh, those two are very closely tied together, they are separate. Um, um, they are separate service entities. Right. We um, we're very focused on the digital world from the standpoint of imaging. We've done some multi-million item scans uh, recently and are bidding on an increasing number of those. Uh, so we're we're very involved in the capture indexing, um, and you know and, and digitization process for records. Right. We're focused on digital storage solutions. Uh, we, um, we're focused on actually uh, uh, EMR, electronic medical records, and content management. And that's, that's got to be a big deal. The, the changes in healthcare, you know, here's an example that, that record centers should be aware of. We, we have, you know, a, a major hospital client that that hospital alone has miles and miles of open shelf storage. Right. Uh, and, and, Anybody that's in this business knows you pay uh, a big a, a big price for those type of shelving systems. Uh, our cust we just did a purge actually two weeks ago of about thirty thousand charts, and the hospital told us, okay, just so you know, there's going to be one more purge like this. After that, all all medical records will come to you in boxes because they will have been scanned, and the activity will be virtually nil. Wow. So. You know, the healthcare community especially, which is probably either the largest vertical or one of the two largest verticals in our industry, um, the storage of paper documents are largely going away as yeah. storage of film as people move to PAC systems in healthcare. So we, we're focused on not only, you know, as the, as the um, you're probably aware, Tom, and I'm, I'm sure others are, that um, reimbursements um, from the federal government as a part of the stimulus package uh, ramp up in um, in the first and second quarter of next year. So we're very focused on EMR solutions, on on scanning records, on helping people, especially small practices that don't have the resources of major hospitals. Right. Helping those folks move into the digital world. So that, that's a big part of it. Digital and healthcare. Wow. Okay. So you guys are obviously heading that direction, not only you know in terms of the way you think, but in terms of actually implementing that in your in your organization. Yeah, strategic partners, vendors, uh, even the people we hire. We were just fortunate to hire somebody with a with a background as a technical trainer for Kodak. Uh, wow. So yeah, even the people that we're bringing on board these days, you know, the vendors we look at um, when we're talking to customers. I think we get 
um, you know, people that are in records management or, or storage of, of information that don't focus on the digital world, I think we have an advantage over them because we can offer both choices. Yeah. Uh, people that are just service bureaus are trying to convince people to scan everything, and I don't think that's the best solution. You can store dead records for a long time before you'll recover the cost of capturing the uh, of, of capturing the, the image. So um, I think we have legitimacy over those. So the people that are, I think that are going to be great over the next five to ten years in our industry are the people that are truly proficient in both um, protection and, and storage as well as capture and, you know, capture and indexing of, of information. Yeah. Let's assume it's you have the opportunity to meet a fresh-faced young Jim Teske who walks up to you now or calls you on the phone, and this is your former self, and you had the chance to tell him uh, and give him direction or advice based on what you know today. What would you tell him? Uh, be, be a better listener. Don't talk so much. Uh, eat better. Exercise. Oh, I guess you're probably talking about business. No, uh, hey, both of them matter. <laughs> Uh, I would say, you know, I, I would say to some extent that, that the first part of that, become a great listener and, and get your customers involved. I mean, ARMA, obviously, ARMA and, and AIM and, and uh, AHIMA and, 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 you know, all of the complementary associations that make up our customer groups, stay very, very involved with those folks, uh, you know, Get very involved in, in organizations like Prism International and and and, and NAID. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about shredding, but certainly that's a hot topic. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that hopefully, if I was talking to myself, I could have avoided some pitfalls and and be even been even better prepared today. Uh, if I was focused on more of this stuff five, ten years ago. We tried the digital world, actually Bob did about ten years ago, and the market wasn't quite quite ready for it. Right. Um, anyway, yeah, ask a lot of questions and um, and keep your customers very involved. Well, that's that's valuable advice. Hey, that, one of the things we're, we're doing on the RimPro Report now is just asking some random questions. Uh, not that you have any preparation for these, but they're just random, and just answer the the, the first thing that comes to your mind, hopefully you can hear me well enough to do this. Uh, what is the perfect vehicle for you? Uh, I kind of have it now. I've got an Infiniti G35, and I love it. Yeah, okay. If you had a profession other than the one you're in right now that you'd like to attempt, what would it be? I want to be Tom Adams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, God, I, you know, I've never thought of it just because this has always been what I've done for the most part. Um, some, maybe some type, of, at, at some point in time when I retire, I'd love to maybe get into teaching uh, or I'd love to coach a kid's baseball team. Cool. Uh, do you have a favorite word you use a lot right now? Ultimately. All right. Passion. One of those. I'm Ultimately, sure. passion. Good. I like those. If you had the opportunity to have lunch with one person you've never met before but greatly admire, who would that be? You know, I've been asked this before, and my response was Jesus, uh, because um, it would be uh, it would be a very humbling, very educational experience, and I typically learn the most 
when I get held accountable, and I can't imagine anyone that would hold me more accountable. Okay. And finally, uh, you know how many people have a bucket list of the hundred things they want to do in their lifetime, the dream things they want to do before they die? What's the current priority for you in that list? Coach your kids. To, I mean, besides business, I mean, I think I want to. I want to build a great organization that people really want to come to work. Although the folks that were that worked that purge a couple of weeks ago, I'm not sure they'd fall in that in that uh, <laughs> description. But I, I really want to be uh, um, recognized for doing a good job, treating people the way I would want to be treated, etc. So I want to. I want to run a good, clean, honest, successful business. Uh, I. I um, Again, I want to coach a kid's baseball team. Uh, I was very musical um, in my uh, educational years. I would love to be a, you know, I, I can bang out a few tunes on the piano. I'd like to take formal piano lessons and be a proficient, not, not great, but proficient pianist. Uh, I'd I kind of like to write a book. Yeah. Cool. So, well. Very cool. Jim Teske, it's been great. Thank you for being uh, part of the RIMPRO Report today. I appreciate your thoughts, your perspective, and uh, the addition you've made to, to the world of, of RIM over the years. So thank you. And uh, oh, you're, very, you're very welcome, Tom. Thanks for the honor of, of speaking today. All right. Have a great one. Yep. Bye. Well, there we have it. Another show. Thanks, Jim Teske, for your great information, your great knowledge, your story. And I think that's what's so cool about every week on the RIMPRO Report is the opportunity to hear different people's stories, their perspective, where they're coming from, what's happened in their world that leads them to the place they're in. And the, the conversations we have are ways to represent that back to you. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, continued success in what you're doing in terms of the, the stuff of your life, whatever that might be. And, you know, if you've got a cool story to share with me, I'd love to hear from you. News, updates, information, and as you know, I love the story part. So I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email on the RIMPRO report. There's contact forms, there's phone numbers, whatever you can do to get a hold of me. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the RIMPRO report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.